Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat Kuf Nun Dalad Amud Bet at the top of the Amud. Continuing in our analysis of the first Mishnah of this, the final parak, Mishah which describes a situation of somebody coming with a pack, uh, and has found a way to get to the Chatzar Chitzona, and now, uh, once he gets there, he lowers everything, the things he can carry, he can carry, uh, he can carry. Amar Huna. Let's say he has some glassware on them. He can put some pillows underneath, and then he loosens the the uh, ropes and the sacks with the glassware in them fall. Now, why does he need to do that? Glassware is something you could typically use on Shabbat. It's not muktzah, so why do you have to drop it? He's talking about the glassware that's used by a bloodletter. And it's muktzah machmat chisar on kis, because it's only used by him, and therefore it is indeed muktzah. But the pillows will now not be movable. The answer is bishlifi zutri. Actually, have small little glassware, which, um, which uh, you can then, after it hits the pillow, you can pull the pillow out and use the pillow again. Uh, we don't care if it hits a little bit of the ground. We have a brighter that if his behema had tevel, food that wasn't had in Trev, Trumot taken from it, <clears throat> or lanterns, glass lanterns, let everything fall. If they break, um, then uh, we don't care. The answer is hatamachulsa. They were not really talking about lanterns, we're talking about thick pieces of glass that need to break anyways. And the proof is that they are taught as parallel to Tevel. Ma Tevel de Lochazile, Afachanamid Lochazile. Tevel is something that's not fit for you. So to this. Why do we say even if it breaks? Maybe they were concerned even about Hefseid Muat, and concerned that you may get uh, carried away and carry things. Kamash Malan, that you're not going to be carried away and violate Shabbat for a small loss. Let's say your animal had a bundle of grain on the back. You can put your head under it, and then knock it off to one side. And then it falls down. Here's a story. Gamliel's donkey on Shabbat had a bunch of honey on it. He didn't want to... Take it off and tell Motzei Shabbat. Motzei Shabbat made that it died when Motzei Shabbat from sitting with this load. But you're allowed to carry those things. The answer is Kshihidvish. The dvash had gotten all over it and wasn't usable right now. Hidvish to my chazi. What's it used for? Lichtit to the gamli for wounds on the camels, which you can't do on Shabbat anyways. Why don't you just un- untie the bags? The answer is Mitzteruziki. Is that the um? Is that they had become that the uh, that the sacks were worn out and they would break if he dropped them. Uh, why doesn't he put the pillows underneath? Metanfi, they'll get dirty. And then you really can't move them out of the way and they'll be stuck in place and that's a violation. Ah, So what about the pain to the animal? The answer is uh, He held the tzarbalichaim is the rabbanan. Okay, Abaye saw that he, Rabba, his Rebbe, had his own son, his cousin, uh, playing on the side of a donkey. 
using it's the side of the animal. The Rabbanon did not make such a you're allowed to untie the sakim, which means you're allowed to move the side of the animal. My love, isn't that talking about a regular saddlebag over the back? See the rabbanon where not goes there. Lo, Abai answers, which means side saddles. When you lower them, you're not touching the animal at all. Inami belechta. Perhaps it's a special kind of a rope that they make with uh, with uh, chains with links in it. Now the challenge to Rabbah is from this Mishnah in Sukkah about a Sukkah. Remember, Sukkah needs three walls. If two of them are man-made and one of them is a tree, the Sukkah is kasher, but you can't go up to the Sukkah on Yom Tov. Because Mishtamish Ilan. My love the Chak Ilan isn't that you carved into the tree. That will Stadin, Surin, basically using the side of the tree, and so you see that side of the tree, like a Balchai, something you're not with Mishtamish, is Asur. What happened is you lowered the tree and you put the schach on top of it. You're actually using the tree itself, not to study, and that's why you can't go up. So, if that's the case, then look at the seifa. The seifa says, If you have three man-made walls and one of them is the tree, then you're allowed to go up on Yom Tov. If you lower the tree, and that's what you're using, why can you go up just because you have three good walls? So you think that that means that Stadin are Asur? So sof sof, why are you allowed to go up at all? Here what you're talking about is we use the branches of the tree as a wall. And you're actually the ulan gufa You turn the tree into a wall, and you're not using the tree at all. And uh, and therefore, if you have three walls without it, the tree is in is dispensable, and therefore you can go up. But has nothing to do with stadin. The rule is, if you were to take the tree away and the sukkah would stand, then you can go up. So you see that the sukkah, the tree is acting as a wall. So this may be a machlokat tanaim. There's a machloket tanaim whether you could go up into a two and a one or an yom tov. Everybody agrees, as Abayas claims, that stadin or asur. They're talking about two steps away. Mayor holds stadin. We're talking about not going up onto the side of the tree, but on something connected to the tree. Rava Marmanda Rava disagrees with the Baye and says, if somebody holds Stadin or Asur, he says even a step or two away is going to be Asur. If you matir it's either you say you can't go on the tree, or you can't go on the animal, and anything else is okay, or you can't have any connection whatsoever, in, case, in which case, no matter how many steps away it is, it'll still be Asur. So watch this challenge. Let's say you, this has been in Eruvin, you stuck a peg into a tree, and you hung a basket that had the food of the Eruv in it. 
If the the the, the uh, peg and the basket is above ten tefachim, it's not an eruv. It is lower than it's good. It's only because you stuck a peg in the tree, which is If you didn't, even if it's lower, if the thing's directly on the tree, it's no good. So you see that this Tana says that Sidet Stadin is Mutar, that he said, and we infer that also Stadin would be Asur. So, Papa, no, he said it's a different case. The basket here is a very tight basket. That if it's right on the tree, when you take the bread, you'll shake the tree. Then you're touching, you're moving the tree itself. Okay, v'hilchata. What's the final halacha? Stadin asurin sidet stadin mutarin against Rava and like Abaye that we do distinguish. Rav Ashi hashdamar stadin asurin. Now that we say that, hi darga demadla. If you have a ladder going up to a tree, linche inashadikla. Don't hang, put it on the tree. Halat stadin because that's called stadin. Linche agavazai levamidikla. So put a peg in the tree and put the ladder on the peg. Chisalik, when you go up, make sure you don't put your feet on the tree or on the branches. Put them on the rungs of the ladder. That's good advice, anyways. Okay, next Mishnah. You're allowed to loosen bundles of grain in front of an animal on Shabbat. Which means to soften some of the food. We'll see what these are. You're not allowed to to uh, thresh uh, hay or uh, or carobs in front of the animal, no matter what kind of animal it is. You could cut up uh, carobs for a animal, it's like, I mean an ovine. Okay, Amravuna. The first two clauses are the same thing. The question is, are the two in a bundle or three in a bundle? Zerin, what's the third thing that you're not allowed to do? That's the arzi, that's cedars. You're allowed to open them up and soften them. Not to loosen them up and not to open them up. Why does Ravuna say that? We're allowed to do a lot of heart, trouble and bother for food for the animal. But we're not allowed to do anything to make it into food when it wasn't food before. That's Ravuna's position. He says the P'ki'in in the first clause and the Zirin in the last clause are the same thing. So you can open up two, but not three, because extra tircha is no good. And what are kefin that we allow? That's the RZ. That's the cedars. Not allowed to mess with them. The kefin you're allowed to even make them ready as food. Zirin you can also only untie. What's his reasoning? He has the opposite of Ravuna. You're allowed to make something into food, and therefore the cedars you're allowed to do. Mitrach but to extra work, and that's why he limits it to two, two bundles. Now, in the next clause, we said you can't grate the hay or the carobs. My love, Charuvin, Dumi, the Shachat, isn't the model here of the hay. 
Mashachat Rachichi, it's soft. Even carobs that are soft. Which means it's already food. We're just not allowed to work hard with the food. That's, that supports Rav Yehuda. Ravuna's answer would be low. The model is Charuvin. Ma Charuvin da Kushe. They're hard. Carobs are hard. Avshachat Akushe. We're talking about hay that's hard. What do you mean hard hay? Be'ilizutri. That's right. When you have little donkeys that, that need everything really, really soft, even hay is hard for them. Toshma. Let's test this. Rabbiyuda Matirah Charuvin da Kari. Now, Mishnah Rabbiyuda allowed you to cut up and to grate carobs for a daka. Only for a lamb, not for a cow. So if Tanakama's position is you can't do extra work for the animal, like uh, Rabbi Yehuda, you can make it into food. He says that cutting up the carobs for a small animal, that's also making it food and not extra tircha. But if you think that he holds Rav Huda's position, Rabbi Yudin Matir Bacharvin Nadaka Koshkin Nagasa, then he should certainly allow you to do it for an Beimagasa. So Misa Rataka Dakalamash, you think that Beimataka in the Mishnah is a lamb? My Daka Gasa, it's really a cow. My car Daka, why does he call it Daka? The Daika Buchlik is picky about what it eats. That doesn't work because I'm an Iktani Reisha bin Dakamin Gasa. The Reisha said whether it's a Dakar Gasa, we know we're talking about the normal use of those words. He meant really a lamb. So Kasha, we have a difficulty with Rav Huna's position based on that. Toshma, Mechatchin et We're going to see this in uh, later Mishnah. You're allowed to cut up uh, gourds. If you have an animal that dropped dead on Shabbat, or perhaps before Shabbat or Yudah, then you could cut it up in front of Klavim. My loves to be the Nevela. So we have the same calculus. Don't, it isn't this talking about, uh, Dluin that are similar to the Nevela. The model is the Nevela. My Nevela de Rakicha. It's soft. I've Dluin de Rakichi. And that means that the gourds are also soft. So you see you're allowed to work hard with the food. That supports Ravuna. He said, The model is Dluin. We're talking about ones that are hard. Like elephant meat. Or feeding it to little puppies. You're allowed to break up straw and grass and mix it. You're allowed to be Toreach. The answer is no, not necessarily. Tevin betivin asari, it could be spoiled tevin. So sata bilizutri, that could be for little donkeys, which means you're not working hard in the food. What you do is turning it into food, like Rav Yehuda. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the next Mishnah on our penultimate podcast of Masachat Shabbat. Meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.